Welcome to Dr. Me First. I'm your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Erin Wiseman. This podcast is all about learning to take care of yourself, your life, and your practice. Are you ready? Let's go. to one that is joy-filled, sustainable, and that you absolutely freaking love. In today's episode, I'm talking with Dr. Sharon McLaughlin today. Not only is she an amazing badass physician, but she is a true mentor of mine. She's the founder of the Female Physician Entrepreneur Group. She works as a consultant to help other moms and physicians start their own businesses. And she's extremely interested in green living, which that is what we're going to talk about today in her words, green living. Coming into this conversation, I'll be perfectly honest, I really did not know much. But I'm so glad that I sat down with her, got her take on the situation, and we got it recorded. So listen to this conversation and then stick around afterwards for that kick of encouragement. Here we go. Welcome to Dr. Me First, Dr. Sharon McLaughlin. Thank you so much for coming back, Dr. McLaughlin. Oh, you know, it's always a pleasure to be here. I love your podcast and you're always so upbeat and positive. You really, very, you're an inspiration to us. Well, thank you. I run on caffeine and joy. That's pretty much <laughs> what keeps me going in life. It wasn't an always, but I, I am so glad to beam energy out into the podcasting world. And I'm just so glad that you've come back. You are a two-peter on the Dr. V First podcast. So catch everybody up, else up who hasn't heard your first episode where we talked about motherhood. Tell them where you're at today, what you're doing, all that good stuff. Okay. I'm doing a few different things. It always seems to help my creativity. So one of the things I do is I write about green living, which we're going to discuss today. I have a blog, greenlivingmd.com. So I think it's really important and we'll discuss more of that. The other thing that I do is um, I have another website, Sharon Mac Consulting. It's a big deal for me to see women who are maybe stay-at-home moms or want to work. They don't know how to get back into the workforce. I offer not so much coaching, but just kind of advising. And then, you know, maybe some suggestions for getting back into work. I have like affiliate links for some of the programs that I do. And I just think it's great to have money. I I do. I I don't mean to be like, um, money is the most important thing. It's not. But I also think that money can afford you things that if you didn't have it, it's a problem. Absolutely. It it definitely um, empowers you and not in like a nasty power way, but really does open opportunities. And I'm so glad that you support women in that way. And then clinically, tell everybody what you do. Okay. I'm a medical director. I do some medical fraud investigation. That's how I spend most of my time. And I do some clean review as well. And then on the side, I have some, you know, injectable, injectable practice that I do, but very limited. Absolutely. And you know, that's, what's fun. That's why I love talking with you is because we we are so like souls. Like we do all these fun projects and then we're like, Oh yeah, we dabble in clinical and it's fun and it's good. And, and so I, I love that about you and uh, your background in plastics and everything like that. 
Yeah, thank you. And you too. It's great to see women out there doing different things. Yeah, we went to school for one thing, but it doesn't mean that we have to, you know, kind of follow the, like color in the lines. We were allowed to color outside of the lines and it's one life, right? We have one life to live and we should live it to our full capacity. Right. And it's just been amazing because you've been a mentor to me because your child is older. And so you're a little bit further progressed in your motherhood journey. And I love the tips and tricks that you give of being a mom in medicine. Oh my goodness. When I think back on those days, oh goodness, I could tell you stories, but the bottom line is, you know, they're young, they get old so quickly and you just have to enjoy the moments, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, your word today is green living. And when you submitted this word, tell me why and what's it's about. I think there's a, a big push out there to live green, but I don't think that everybody does. And I don't think that, you know, the bottom line is we're so busy. We're not probably even aware of what we're exposed to. It started off with, um, with me cleaning. I was really well, there's a couple of things. I was getting headaches more, more so than usual. And I remember being in the stores and going down that laundry aisle. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know, my head is killing me and those scents. And, and then I noticed at one of the big box stores, like in the mall, that I would also get the same type of headaches. And, you know, I finally put it together. I'm like, this is all these smells. I, like it's all, it all really only happens when I'm around scents, very strong scents, you know? So I started looking into, you know, I do my own cleaning. I don't have a housekeeper. Uh, housekeeper. For me, it's like a form of exercise and I kind of find it relaxing. I'm able to do it here and there. And the same thing, you know, I was having these issues with my headaches and um, I ended up, you know, seeking, seeking help for that. I had an MRI, everything was fine, but I started reading more about it. And unfortunately we're exposed to so many chemicals on a regular basis. And most of those chemicals are going to be in your house cleaners and also personal care products. But I think for me, it was more the, um, cause I've always watched what I put on my skin anyway. I'm a cancer survivor. But definitely the house cleaners were new to me. Now, I know that there's plenty of blog posts like bloggers out there, and that's all they do. They talk about this clean living, but I, I really wasn't following any of it. So it was interesting reading up on it. And then I started um, getting more involved in what exactly is in our food. Like I knew about pesticides, but I didn't really know how they affected us. And then I started reading about some um, endocrine disruptors and the same thing, like I, what I started doing basically every day, just, well, I shouldn't say every day, but just every other day, it could be every day sometime was, you know, um, Googling chemicals, then Googling news and what was coming up. And I saw that there were a few studies on even the household cleaners that they're thought to be endocrine disruptors. So if the mom is pregnant and she's cleaning, that some of the chemicals that she's exposed to while she's cleaning can actually affect the fetus. And it's thought to um, increase obesity rates as a child gets older. It's new, but there's been a fair amount of studies on it. And it seems, you know, like I know that um, Harvard's looking into this, NYU is looking into endocrine disruption. And that wasn't always the case. You know, I know that um, Dr. Hamishat was on before and, and she's big on the gut microbe. Same thing. There was another study that showed that some of the household cleaners can actually affect our gut microbe. So then we worry about inflammation and inflammatory, you know, inflammatory diseases, autoimmune diseases. You know, the bottom line is we know that obesity rates are higher. Is it truly because we're not exercising and our diet is off compared to what it was years ago? Probably the number one reason, but there's probably other factors as well. You know, if you look at people's diet, not everyone 
eats a lot of fat, but, and yet they're heavy, you know? So I, I'm not really, there's the bottom line is I really don't know, but I, I truly believe that we are at the tip of the iceberg as far as, you know, f- future studies and what's going to be accepted as the norm. Yeah. And just hearing you talk, like, it's fascinating to me how much can be out on the internet. And so just picking your brain as a physician colleague, what is out there? I guess, I guess where I'm coming from is so much of it I feel like is very non-factual based, non-evidence medicine based that I a lot of times like poo-poo. I think you're right. I think, okay. You know, honestly, I'm I wanted to make sure that I, I was following. I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. So tell me, because you've obviously read a little bit more. Well, um, what's your insight on the, as a physician who's looked into this? I'll just be honest with you. Years ago, there was like the quacks, right? They were MDs, but they were quacks. They were like, you know, they're talking about this gut leakage and and then there were chiropractors that were talking about it. And I, I didn't take it at face value. I was like, this is a bunch of, I don't believe this. You know, there's just not enough studies to support it. And here we are like 15 later, 15 years later. And really we're hearing more and more about it in the medical community that there are issues with the gut and what we're exposed to and gut bacteria and how it can be causing metabolic syndromes. So that's definitely my take on it. I, 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 um, I'm probably... I look at it now with more open eyes than I did before because I just saw that I lived through the, you know, that's a quack to think about that where our gut is leaking or gut leakage and gut microbes um, until it's, I think it's fairly accepted now in the medical community. And then even with the household cleaners and the chemicals that we're exposed to, yeah, the EPA has always been out there. Um, There's some larger uh, foundations that actually like a lot, like the Environmental Working Group. Uh, campaign for safe cosmetics. Uh, there's some apps out there like Think Dirty. So when you're at the stores and you're not sure about a product, you can kind of like scan the barcode and take a look at it and they'll help you with different ingredients. And then, um, you know, I, I sell skincare, but the bottom line is I looked at what the Europeans were doing and what we're doing. And for whatever the reason, I don't know if it's the strong lobbyist, I'm not sure but the European standards are, are much um, stricter. Than, they're stricter than they are here in the United States. And it seems like I could talk to you about like fragrances, for instance. I think one of the, one of the most harmful things in our, our household is actually the dryer sheets. There's um, been studies to show that if you check the air quality of what's coming out of the vents after, you know, after you put on the dryer and you have a dryer sheet in there, there's really toxic chemicals in there. So that's one thing I would definitely say stay away from or change. You know, there's, there's easy ways to do that. There's things like the wool balls. There's these balls that you could just drop in the dryer and um, you can add some essential oil if it's from a reputable company. But the bottom line is whatever you have, even with the household cleaners, baking soda and vinegar goes a long way. If you worry about mold, vinegar can help with that. Peroxide can help with that. You don't have to be using things that, like, such as bleach, which can definitely you know, harm our lungs. But then on top of that, they're not, endocrine, they're not thought to be endocrine disruptors either. Um, you know, I, that's so great that you mentioned that. So um, I do have some ladies that come in and clean my house, and they have actually done it. Um, they started a little bit before my last child was born. And so she's three. So I've had them for the last three years. And when they first came into my house, they're like, well, we use our own combination of cleaning products. And I was like, okay. Cause I told them I would supply them the cleaning products. And they're like, well, if you go to the local agriculture store and buy the five gallon buckets of vinegar, 
That's what we want to start with. And it's been, it's been one of those that when they first did, I told my husband, I was like, what are they doing? And I don't think it's so much that they're educated in the green living. I think it's just the old school style of the Midwest, (laughs) what we clean with and what works at times. But yeah, now I notice a huge difference from what I used to use. That was the heavy base product. And I just changed Mm -hmm. because I had some skin irritation issues. Right. Uh, But it just makes me laugh because now I think of my ladies who uh, use Dawn dish soap and vinegar on everything. Did you ever ask him why they do it? You know, it's just that the, that's what they had always cleaned with They're Mm -hmm. older ladies. And they say this works the best. I gave a talk to a a nursing group here on Long Island a couple weeks back. And one of the moms were saying, Oh, the woman was saying, oh, my mom used to do this years ago, like, you know, when she was a young girl. And I was like, wow, that's that's amazing because all those years back, you know, they were even concerned. I don't know. It's just things have really changed as the bottom line. Like I said, I, it's just it's amazing to me what used to be cycles back. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. like, I kind of this kind of the return or using like um, lemon juice. I've done that sometimes for, for some real stuck on stuff instead of going to like the super harsh chemicals that I would use when I was a chem major in chem lab. (laughs) So I love it. It's, it has been interesting. Like I said, I've been following along the periphery because it was about the time that I entered training that we really started taking a look at the diagnosis of fibromyalgia because for so long, you know, that was a very poo-pooed diagnosis as well and that there's been um do you have any insights into the um like inflammatory conditions that you're talking about due to external factors i think the gut microbe is going to play a huge part i think we're just again at the tip of the iceberg um a lot of it is going to be our diet what we're exposed to but then also even vapors such as like the cleaning products um, there's industrial contaminants too. We know about that, like pollution and all of that, and they've cut down on that. But the bottom line is you can't go chemical free. You can't go toxin free because it's in the air around us. And I think that with time, we're going to find that a lot of these inflammatory like issues have to do or the same thing with autoimmune disease, what we're exposing ourselves to. Because there's just too many unknowns. You know, why is it more prevalent now than it was? You can say some of it is genetics, but it's more than genetics. You know, can we the rate of like endocrine disruption, the rate of obesity, um, fibromyalgia, autoimmune diseases, they're all higher than they were years ago. So why is that? Yeah, I've wondered the same thing too. Is it that we are better identifying them? I know there's like the, um, the what's it called? The clean theory about how we no longer have you know any exposure to germs because of all the antibacterial everything that we use that could be with allergies but not so much autoimmune you think i I don't know i'm just throwing it out there i i know that in like the like you said yeah the allergy world but i just think if it's affecting allergies then it's got to have some sort of immunology triggers or Mm -hmm. lack thereof so i don't know it's very interesting I'm excited in this time of science because maybe we will get some answers. Yeah, we have to get some answers, right? <laughs> it's, it's bad. Um, the, the, certainly with the obesity, you know, we can push dieting, we could push exercise, but I actually, I think there's more than that going on. Well, yeah, fascinating. Yeah. Well, if people want to learn uh, more about you, about your skincare products, about um, what you're advocating for, where can they go visit you? 
My website for this, for the green living is goinggreenmd.com. And I also have a course that came out. I came out about two weeks ago. It has to do with endocrine disruption and obesogens. I look, I go like really dive in deep as far as what we're exposed to in our house. The bottom line is we can't control what's in the air and we can't control what's in the soil, but we can definitely control what's in our household. Oh, from the cleaning products to the products that we're putting on ourselves, to even the furniture. You know, unfortunately, some of the furniture, not some, a lot of the furniture, although it should be changing with time, has flame retardants in it. They have like the Scotch Guard or like water repellent. All of that is thought to be endocrine disruptors. It gets into the air. And one of the, the best things that we can probably do for ourselves is open the window and also dust. You know, as much as maybe we hate cleaning and all, all of those particles get into the air. They settle on the dust and and the dust itself just keeps it, it kind of like, you know, holds it. So by you dusting more often your home and then using like wet mops and stuff, don't just dust where the dust goes up in the air, but actually use like a wet cloth where you're grabbing it. And the same thing with the mops on the floor. If you have carpeting, if you don't have carpeting, use a wet mop to like dampen everything up and, and get it up. And um, I think according to the American Lung Association, you should be vacuuming about three times a week you know, for allergens, but the same thing goes for flame retardants, all that furniture, it's still, even though it may not, even though it may be 10 years old, it's still off gases, you know. So California has been a big push actually, as far as, and you may see it in some of the products that you're buying, you know, California says this or that, or deems this product like a carcinogenic. Um, there's been a big push as far as labeling furniture that doesn't have flame retardants in it or, and labeling it if it does. So that perhaps, you know, you can go for other, like organic cotton is a great product. I say organic, organic, <laughs> organic cotton because regular cotton, unfortunately, the plant itself is pretty fragile. So we use pesticides with that, or there's a fair amount of pesticides with regular cotton. So if you can go for the organic, organic cotton, you're staying away from that. Okay. Perfect. And I'll put all the links to your um, social media accounts too, because I love following you and all the tips that you put on. So I want to share that with all our listeners as well. All right. That's perfect. And again, it's always a pleasure coming on here and speaking with you and keep up the great work. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad to have you again. And we'll have to make you a three-peat really soon. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
with the kick of encouragement today, I think it's really important. What I draw out of our conversation was getting vigilant, getting intentional about what's really going on in our life and in our body. I know green living is one way to do that, but I want to look at it more of from a mindset situation. And what I mean by that is many times we know that our lives suck. Like when we sit back in a quiet moment and think there has to be more than this. Or you kind of have that little kindling inside of you like you know you need to shift or there needs to be a transition in your life, but you have absolutely no idea where that is or what it looks like. But yet you know there's that little hint of yearning in there. Or maybe you're sitting back and thinking, I feel lost, I feel trapped, and I'm scared and afraid. Or perhaps you're thinking, where do I go from here? I've accomplished all my goals. I've done all the things. Like, what's the next step? And that maybe makes you feel a little bit trapped and and, um, isolated. So I want you to think through these three steps to maybe help clarify and dig in a little deeper. So sit back and think, what is the biggest problem in your life right now? Perhaps it is the job, perhaps it's an aspect of it, perhaps it's something else in your life. But what is the problem? What's the biggest struggle that you are having right now? And then the other thing I want you to think about is what is the pain that this biggest struggle is causing? I mean, how is it affecting your family life? How is it affecting your relationships? How is it affecting you as a person? And what is it costing you? And what are some ways that maybe you aren't dealing with it? You're actively trying to avoid the problem. Okay, so you've identified the biggest struggle and the pain that it's causing. Second, what have you tried so far? Many times we think that we have done a lot of work around things, but when you actually sit down and do pen to paper, it's not as much as you think. So what have you tried so far to find a solution for this biggest struggle? And then what what hasn't worked? I think that's important to look at because you can't keep repeating the same action and it not keep working. And I think it's also important when you're thinking about this is why is it so important that you figure out a solution to your biggest struggle? And then the third thing, and this is the funnest part, I think, is imagining your future without your biggest struggle. You know, if you could just magically snap your fingers, everything was better, no struggle, struggle was gone, absolutely gone, what would it feel like in your life? How would it be different in your relationships? How would it be different with yourself? So, Digging deeper, think of those three steps. What's the problem and what's the pain it's causing? What have you tried so far and why hasn't it worked? And then imagine life without it. I love investigating and digging into these issues because most of the time when we stop and say, oh yeah, that's the problem. Like, oh yeah, I need to get more efficient at doing my charts. It's probably not actually it. Most of the time, it's so much deeper. So if you're interested in digging in with me, I'd love to jump on a call with you and see what we can get to as far as at the bottom of this. Because that's what coaching's all about. It's all about going dig deeper, getting that gold that is way under the surface, reframing your mind so then you're living the life and you're 
doing the work that you absolutely love. So, my friends, always remember your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Bye.